0: Hi I'm Bex and I'm Laura and we are The Worst Girl Gang Ever, a podcast and platform to support, educate and empower people
1: through the heartbreaking experience of baby loss. This summer sees us launching our one-of-a-kind pathway to recovery, a course to shine a guiding light through these dark times. To find out more visit our website www.theworstgirlgangever.co.uk Welcome to this week's episode of the worst girl gang ever. This week we are joined in the studio by X <laughs> and Laura. <laughs> yeah, we. Um, this is a bonus
0: episode. A real bonus. A real bonus, and people say bonus usually in a good context, but I'm afraid <laughs> it's just us, so it might not. It might not feel that way.
1: Um, I just want to apologise before we start that. Um, my dog's really annoying and likes chewing his bone, so I'm just going to ignore it. And I just want to apologise in advance because my
0: husband's around and he's very loud and Canadian. Mm-hmm. So
1: men, dogs,
0: oh, dicks. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose this episode comes with a trigger warning, doesn't it? Because we're yeah, I mean, you would have you would have already seen it—the
0: trigger warning, wouldn't you? Because yeah. we're going to release it with a trigger warning. But yeah. if you're just stumbling across this.
1: Yeah, we're talking about pregnancy after loss.
0: Yeah, specifically.
1: Yeah. So if you want to turn off, go for it. You don't don't no, you. No, don't yeah. mind. Come back next you're week, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next week's going to be amazing. What? Oh, what really? It. What? Yeah, that's going to say. <laughs> no idea. Okay, haven't cool. even edited this week's yet. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> do you know it.
0: what? I was thinking of all the... I was in bed this morning. I dreamt about our new logo last night. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And Worst Girl Gang is definitely taking over my life. Dreamt about our new logo. And then in the early hours this morning, I was thinking about all the podcasts that we've recorded so far that we haven't released. And we've got about six, haven't we? Uh, Yeah.
1: Like my whole desktop is full of of podcasts to edit. (laughs) Might want to crack on with that, love. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, nice
1: but rude. You're being rude. Man. God, I'm rec- we're recording a podcast, oh my God. and we're keeping that bit in, Rob. Honestly. So next time you're listening, <sighs> next time you're going to tell those Bex big old
0: waggly ears, and then start pointing the finger at me. Oh, you were talking about me on your podcast. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Slaggy, like right off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm in the work van. I said
0: nice things about you. <laughs> no, you don't.
1: <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs>
0: right, anyways. Um, anyway, back to the podcast. So yes. this is obviously very apt for me because I'm approaching 38 weeks of pregnancy. So it's been a bit, yeah, it's been amazing in so many ways, obviously. And long. And long. And it is mad how you don't feel like you can complain
1: about anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah, wait we don't till you have the baby yeah you feel like you can't moan about that either no and there will be lots to moan about yeah it is it is a it's a strange feeling because i've
0: ha- i've got well only diagnosed this morning as spd which i've never had before mm. um which i can't even remember what it stands for symphysis pubis dysfunction oh cool yeah I forgot you knew that sort of stuff. <laughs> she basically said, "Yeah, your pelvis is fucked." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: It should but it be becomes right afterwards.
0: Yeah. So that's good news. But even then, like it's so painful to walk, and I'm like, "No, no, I'm fine. Just I just feel so blessed and lucky," mm. yeah. which I do, obviously. But you almost don't need to say that because I think anyone who's going through this, like anxiety-ridden time knows that already yeah and actually as it goes on it gets it does get easier
1: I think, I think that might that's the case for you because your loss was a first trimester loss I think for people who have had a stillbirth in the past or a late loss I think the anxiety gets worse as it as it goes on yeah um as soon as they're approaching the date of of, of their loss um, because for you i guess the anxiety must have been highest around that first scan was it or the, oh, the scan
0: without a doubt because i obviously i found out that we'd lost the baby at our 12 week scan, so the anxiety around scan anxiety and that's totally it and the first time i had so i had a um a scan at eight weeks my first one and i had like a panic attack in the waiting room and i think that makes it makes it worse because of the masks and the all that but at the end of the day you're just it's like going it's like revisiting hell when you've managed to get out do you know what I mean yeah totally how was it for you because you had how many losses before you had Bertie
1: seven seven yeah it was and then um, so how how did you find how did you deal with it um by just preparing myself for it to end did you yeah
0: And did you have, did that
1: make you have an issue
0: connecting with Bertie while you were pregnant with him?
1: Uh, Yeah, I didn't connect at all. with Until he was born or until? Yeah, until he was born. From the second that he was born, it was all fine. Um, Yeah. I totally thought it was going to be horrendous because I hadn't allowed myself to believe that he would ever, you know, really exist. But um, luckily it was fine. So was there not,
0: what was your like longest pregnancy before Bertie what was your latest loss um 11 weeks oh wow so even after you passed that initial 12 weeks because you didn't yeah. had an anterior placenta didn't you so you yeah. didn't feel him and kick my,
1: either. yeah and oh. once you've when you've gone through so many losses you can't help but your body is it really has failed you time and time again why would you ever have any belief that it's going to do do it right yeah so you just, just thought
0: you just you never trusted your body until he was born
1: Well, no well no I, I still don't I still don't trust my body I tell you the day I went in when I was ha- when, when I walk, was walking in that room to go and have a cesarean I was petrified because I thought I was going to be meeting my dead baby I honestly did not really? think I'm going to be alive yeah truly and I had an anterior placenta, so I felt barely anything for the whole pregnancy. Did you not even on the outside, late
0: stage pregnancy on the outside?
1: No. Really? I, I would feel flutters every so often. If I ever went sort of a few days without any flutters, I would go and get checked out. I was okay. always, I was a regular up at that maternity assessment unit. The first yeah. time I went, i broke down and then after that I just phoned and told my name and they were like come up dear (laughs) and you were working at the hospital at the time weren't you no oh you weren't so you had to drive in it was the hospital that I had worked at but my boss was pretty chilled about it good you're not going to argue with a hormonal you know pregnant fatty crying in the corridor are you you're going to say yes dear go and get checked out
0: yeah yeah and w- during the pregnancy, because we've had so many comments about pregnancy after loss and how frightening it is, what do you? How did you sort of deal with it and get on with it? And
1: yeah, so yeah, I've always said control the controllables. Yeah. So by that I mean, I had no bearing over whether this baby was going to be born alive or not. It, I had no influence over that at all. None. I realized that that I had no control over my body. So I just thought, well, I'll just put it to the back of my mind. I will obviously I will act pregnant and do all the things that I should be doing, but I'm not going to focus on the pregnancy. I'm just going to focus on the being healthy and sleeping well and hydration. And I would take the dog out for a walk, watch films, anything to keep my mind off it. Um, And going to bed early was the best thing for me. Because it meant the next day day I wake up and it would be eight weeks and one day and then eight weeks and two days.
0: It's mad, isn't it? Because this obviously you've only got pregnancy after loss. Yeah. You haven't haven't got a comparison of like a whereas I've got I've got three. I had three pregnancies Mm. with absolutely nothing. And then I've had, and now I've had a pregnancy after last and I cannot tell you how different it is yeah, and how guilty that makes me feel because I didn't take, I wrote a post on it a while ago about, about how I haven't, I didn't take any photos of myself. And in all the other pregnancies, I did like a weekly, like, yeah. so I could look through and, and I had the, what to expect when you're expecting and this week, your baby's the size of a raspberry and all that stuff. I didn't do any of that this time because I just thought, why tempt fate? I was just yeah. convinced that if I started to do that, it would be taken away.
1: Yeah, no, that and I that's, that's mad. really normal to to feel like that. And it goes as far as like buying things for the baby, yeah, um, and baby showers. yeah, just anything that that is re- you're really letting yourself believe that this is going to happen just mm. feels so scary.
0: yeah, and also. I've I've held this real big guilt for the baby that died because I didn't want him or her to think that I'd forgotten about them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it was almost denying this pregnancy
1: in favor of the one that didn't work. Do you feel like it was only after that due date went that you were able to sort of connect with this? Not really, because my due date, I was only about three months, I
0: was only just three to like 12 weeks when my due date for the last baby was, was 11th of December. And I think I had my, well, I, I had my 12-week scan on the 27th of November. So it was literally three weeks between the two. I was just so desperate to, for the baby that we lost to know that I'm its mum. And I know that sounds really weird, but I didn't want, I I was so desperate for them to know that I love them so much and I, I'm not replacing them. That's not what this baby is about. yeah. And also, when we were in hospital, when so it's a year ago tomorrow that I had the DNC for the baby mm. um, after finding out on the 21st. And while we were in the hospital, I remember saying to I remember being terrified that Rob was going to say, No, I don't, I don't, we've got, we've got a baby, we've got three kids, you know, we've got four between us because he's got a, a child from a previous relationship as well. And I was terrified that he was going to say, Let's leave it there. Yeah. So I was like, "We can have another one, cut, please. Can we have another? Please, can we try again? Please, can we try again?" And then a couple of weeks later, I even felt really guilty about that because I just felt like my poor little baby that had died that we've got in a pot outside the front of our house under a rose would think, "Oh,
1: she just she didn't Don't want me." Because, like you just said, I didn't want this baby to replace the last one. I mean, I hold my hands up. I did like I wanted. I just wanted a baby. I was literally just saying, next, next, let's keep trying, you? go again, go and again. Do you, do you feel guilty about that at all?
0: No. You don't? No, well, not. you feel how you feel, don't you? It's just yeah. mad, the different range of emotions. that. Because yeah. I think we did the post, so yesterday's post was about how we don't feel entitled to grief ever Mm -hmm. so people who have one miscarriage or an early miscarriage they don't feel entitled to their grief because it's just one or it's just early and then people who have recurrent miscarriage don't feel entitled to their grief like the fourth or fifth time because
1: it's just another miscarriage right and then people have and if you grieved over seven babies and seven due dates and seven dates when you lost the baby and seven dates when you had the scan you'd be always like a mess I think it's like a self-preservation a self, then. It has to be because otherwise you're gonna be constantly being reminded and feeling drained from this grief that I mean let's face it, not a month goes by where there's not a a due date or something for me. So I yeah. can't let it I can't let it
0: but then I'm open. sure that some people do because I've I've seen stories on our Facebook page and I've read and I've
1: yeah
0: you know we've spoken to people who uh, have, have recurrent miscarriages and you know
1: they 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 have a really hard time and they do know all the
0: dates and, that, and I
1: think they have more significance on some dates as well so you might find with people who go through recurrent loss that there were two or three that were later or where they saw a heartbeat or where they made it to 12 weeks um, and they might lay more significance on those going back to what you were saying about um, having been through had pregnancies before loss I feel so envious of that. I feel so envious that I never had a,
0: a carefree. Yeah. Like, yeah. I
1: feel like it's been really
0: stolen from me. I don't like, blame you for thinking that because I, I would, I, I'd love to be able to give you that.
1: I really would. Something that I always sort of dreamt about. But I also feel incredibly guilty for not connecting with and not enjoying my pregnancy at all and I was thinking earlier because obviously we knew we were going to be talking about this today I've got six six pictures of my bump have and you five of them are stood against a wall in our house like just so we could see the difference and comparison of my bump the first one was at 14 weeks because so petrified to take a picture before that mm. and that was after we got our um the screening tests back and then and then and then there were four others stood against that same wall, and there's one of me like like an actual picture of me pregnant. I wouldn't let anyone take pictures of me pregnant. do you think you would if you have another baby, will you do that differently uh, I don't know, it's hard to say, isn't it? yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but i I'm also coming round to the idea of not having another one morning are morning. you yeah. I just don't want any more drama or pain yeah just quite all right at the moment yeah just enjoy him I don't know I haven't decided yet but I'm coming around to the idea more are you yeah because pregnancy is horrific yeah
0: and I think like pregnancy has been horrific for me in terms of I'm quite an anxious person by nature And then having little things happen like the midwife going, oh, it's a bit bigger than, you know, just that stupid comment just sends you into an absolute flap. And I feel like I haven't really been very present for my other kids during pregnancy. Um, And it just it it steals a part of your life, doesn't it? Because you're never quite there. And and actually having this, having the worst girl gang has been an absolute blessing because it has given me something. some ways yeah in some ways hasn't it yeah it has been tough I think the toughest thing for me was the the fact that baby um baby loss awareness week was the started pretty much the day I found out I was pregnant yeah and then we were talking every single day about loss and obviously it does what we've done has shined a massive light I've been so educated in terms of the fact that there's so much that can go wrong during a pregnancy that you don't know about and in terms of that, like even now, I think back to some of the amazingly brave women that we've had on the podcast who've talked about later losses, like Claire, yeah, Claire Alabaxet and um, and Katie, yeah, without Ottilie and and all that stuff, and that is terrifying,
1: yeah, because it's still terrifying, isn't it? We've got a
0: pregnancy after loss group on Facebook, and everyone says the same. Everyone's dealing with the same, same stuff, and what's What's so sad is that there's when when I see women and they saying, Oh, I'm I've got to leave, it's time for me to leave this group, and it's not because they've had a baby. Mm. It just brings it home really how fragile things are and how you want to enjoy it.
1: It's an absolute miracle. It's a miracle. I don't think you realise until you go through all of this how fucking hard it is to make a baby. Mm. Right. It's how do unplanned pregnancies ever happen right like, how were no they ever a thing don't know <sighs> what do you think has got you through this pregnancy so far how have you dealt with your anxiety scans yeah so
0: I had a scan at eight weeks and I have one at 10 weeks and then I have my 12 week scan and then I have 20 weeks and then after being told by the midwife two, two appointments in a row that was too big, I booked another scan. And they were like, Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then they what she actually said was, she was like, but you're really short, so obviously you're gonna look bigger. Yeah. Um, and actually my last midwife appointment, I was measuring bang on where I should be. So mm. I stopped eating McDonald's. That was my my, my <laughs> the first midwife said stay clear with the mcdonalds oh cool thanks (laughs) (laughs) fatu yeah i have put a lot of like covid weight on there. oh who hasn't
1: yeah i mean we're talking about like scan obsessions no 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 number of scans is too many if you feel like you need to have a scan go for it Mm.
0: They're not actually as, as I thought they were going to be like
1: 200 quid private ones, but mine were 89. Yeah, and I got mine for about 50 quid on Groupon. Oh, yeah. Mm. And if I went back, I kept going back to the same place. And he said that he would give me discount if I, on the next one.
0: I mean, you still probably had to remortgage your house. Didn't
1: you? <laughs> That's a <laughs> lot. You Most of them were NHS because of my history, but. Yeah, and because I know the staff in the EPU, I was quite lucky. Yeah, that helps. Get to know the mm. staff in the
0: EPU. That's yes, the, that's, that's the buy advice. them
1: jaffa cakes. Jaffa
0: cakes. Yeah, but that's the other thing. My the birthing centre shut, so it was choice between hospital or home birth.
1: And you're going home birth?
0: No, I've changed. Yeah, my I've mind. Changed your mind? Yeah, because they've got birthing pools at the. Well, hospital. you know, you are
1: geriatric. So
0: exactly really,
1: it's more sensible to be in hospital.
0: <laughs> but also if they so if I had a home birth and something went wrong, they would take the baby and me and Rob would have to go like in the car behind the ambulance. And if something went wrong with me, I would go in the ambulance and Rob would be left with the baby. Mm-hmm. And that's just a bit much for me. I'm glad you've changed your mind. Are you? Yeah. Thanks, pa. I'll have to I mean I'll have to sell the
1: birthing pool use it as a paddling pole in summer yeah could do.
0: yeah I feel happier, and having made the decision I feel much happier um I think that that just that's the other thing that is worth touching on is the whole pandemic situ right pregnancy during the pandemic and obviously I've done it twice because I found out at the during the the bad, bad no one's allowed in with you yeah. stage of the pandemic. And so I know there'll be loads of people listening that had that news by themselves and then had to kind of, if they're pregnant again, have yeah, had to kind of stage, face
1: that again. At what stage have you has a Rob been allowed to go to your appointments with you? He well he was
0: all the way through the second pregnancy. Okay. But well the scans, not none of the other appointments obviously. Okay but um but the first one the my early scan this time he wouldn't have been allowed to go in if it was in a hospital but it was right. private so he could come with me and then they changed that they changed the rules just before our 12 week scan but i remember getting the letter for my 12 week scan and because i that's another thing that i did i didn't do i didn't book in i didn't have my booking in i refused to have a booking in appointment that's and also funny, i, I remember um it was you that told me to go and have a private scan mm. and I was in tears going, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want one in case something's wrong. And it's this really weird thing is you just want yeah. to have been to it and, and know about it without having to actually be there. Yeah. But I would say definitely um, advice wise for the scan is definitely tell them what's happened previously. Mm. If you've, if you've had a mis miscarriage Oh, Laura's gone, but I can carry on talking forever. That's fine. If you've had a mis- miscarriage and you found out at your scan, I completely understand where you're coming from in terms of anxiety and and the the anxiety that lies around that, that scenario, you know, the setup, the scan and the lighting, the screen, the sonographer, the gel, everything. I totally get where you're coming from if, if that's something you're nervous about. And I would definitely either phone ahead or if you do a private scan... Pause. I'm, I'm still worry. talking don't
1: worry
0: are you yeah yeah I'm still I'm oh, just I can't wait to listen back to that bit <laughs> what you right I was just saying that if you've had a mis- miscarriage and you found out at your scan I totally understand that whole not even just the scan but the setup the lighting the gel the the sound the you know everything about it is so intense and scary that I would definitely recommend if you're going for a private scan, I wrote an email to them and said, this is what's going on. Yeah. And they were absolutely lovely. And she said, I remember her putting the, the thing on my tummy and just saying, there's the heartbeat within the first, you know, yeah. 30 seconds. And she dealt with it so amazingly. Um,
1: and I then, think having a scan, you're right, you could find out bad news. But if you're going to find out bad news, you'll find it out whenever it happens, whether it be next week or in a few weeks. I'd much rather just know. Yeah. Because if it is good, it's going to ease your anxiety. If it's bad, then then like I say, it'll be bad when, whenever you find out. But the chance. Yeah, it's definitely be, a,
0: a bite the bullet situation, isn't it? Yeah. And I did feel, but one thing I also noticed is that I would feel amazing for like a day. Like, yeah, everything's... And then I would start, my brain would start going, yeah, but when you lost the last baby, you were nine weeks and five days. And at the moment, yeah. you're eight weeks and you could have had a scan and it could have all been fine last time. And the thing is, what I'll never know is because I don't get periods as a rule, I had an early scan with James Flynn and Ruby At like six weeks, everything fine. Yeah. But because of the pandemic, with the baby that we lost, they wouldn't give me an early scan.
1: Oh.
0: Because my period wasn't, I had a period, like I had a a natural period, like round I can't remember when it was, January or something. Yeah, it was January, because it was around our wedding. I'd had this natural period. And even if Like, it would only be a couple of weeks out at the most. And because of COVID, they wouldn't give me an early scan. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, never mind. And I can always come back and have another scan if it's too early. And so I don't know if an early scan would have shown anything untoward. Which is kind of a good thing, I guess. Like, because is it, I mean, is it worse to have an early scan and then see a heartbeat and then go back for another one and the heartbeat's gone? Or is it better to go and have an early scan and then going, yeah, this isn't going to,
1: it's not a viable pregnancy. It's not going to change the outcome of the pregnancy. But it. if it's going to ease your anxieties, even just for a day or two, then I feel like it's worth it. I was exactly the same with having a scan and then the next day being all negative Nelly straight away. Um, But when I had one of my missed miscarriages, I'd had a scan eight weeks and there was a heartbeat mm. and then it had stopped at eight weeks one day so whenever I have a scan I always have that thought in the back of my mind tomorrow could yeah. just, it could be over yeah people would say to me things like oh I heard your scan went well well yeah but it could all go wrong and they'd say oh how many weeks till you till your due date or whatever and I'd be like well hopefully however many weeks yeah, yeah
0: yeah and you never worked out no you always worked out your due date didn't you always yeah because yeah. I didn't this pregnancy and I wouldn't let any for any I wouldn't you know when, when when I started telling people and they were like oh so you must be due and I'd be like yeah yeah it's next summer
1: yeah because that's what I was going to want- say earlier when you mentioned about your booking an appointment that you didn't want to register for it I Whenever I get a positive test, I would go online and register my pregnancy. Did you? Yeah. because Why? uh, The first time was because I was excited. And someone said to me, oh, do you know that you have to do this where you register online? And so I did it. Um, And the second time, I think I was still naive and was excited and did it. And then after that, it was just so there was a paper trail to prove that I'd had a pregnancy because so that I could get the testing and support that that I needed yeah that's crazy isn't it and it is it's mad how
0: yeah how different we are yeah I can't remember why I was talking about that now but I was I refused to get I refused to book in and then yeah that's that was it I refused to book in have have a booking in appointment so I don't think I had my booking in appointment till I was like 10 weeks mm. And then I had, no, I can't, oh, I, I know, I had, I was terrified of having a scan, and you said, have, book a scan, book a scan, book a scan. And so I booked an, a scan at eight weeks, and then after that private scan, I, booked my, I had my bookie-in appointment. Right. Because it's just, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want it, it all to be horrendous. Yeah. And you hear about people, I heard about people, luckily I, my midwife is the same as ruby when i had ruby and so and we got really close and i like swapping phone numbers and stuff so i texted her after we'd found out and i said this is what's happened she said i'll deal with all the paperwork for you don't worry but i mean how many times do we hear about women that have had a letter reminding from the
1: yeah Do you I have, have that yeah one of my dnc's i came home and then a couple of days later i got my booking in appointment sent through in the post and yeah. I remember with Bertie's pregnancy, I had, whenever I I got this letter, I'd never been to a booking-in appointment before in all seven pregnancies, even though one of them was 11 weeks. It was just because of delays and all sorts of things. Um, I was meant to have my booking-in appointment with my molar pregnancy that afternoon. I was going there straight after the scan, but then obviously that all went wrong. But, yeah, I'd never had a booking-in appointment Never had a scam picture. So all of those moments with Bertie's pregnancy were like quite significant. And I'll never forget yeah. the day I picked up my maternity notes. Um, I went to a, an appointment in the antenatal department. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it was a routine thing or whether it was just because of my history. But they gave me these notes and I would just sobbed. I was like, oh, my God, this is this is real. This is actually happening. And and that made me sad because I knew it would hurt more if it all went wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's mental. I think there's so much, what I've discovered so much is that I'm triggered by things that I just did not think I would be triggered by. And there's so much I think that I've not dealt with about what happened and what, what went wrong. Because for example, when I got my letter through for my 12 week scan there was a note in there saying that partners were now allowed in and I read it and I couldn't stop crying. I was Mm. like sobbing because, and I think that there was so much around Rob not being able to be there because of the pandemic that I'd really like shut away. And then when I read that he could be there, it was just like this weight off my shoulders and this just, yeah, uncontrollable sobbing and the same in all the scans, all of them. them. Even my one that I had at what, 33 weeks I, I cried throughout yeah
1: it's just it's just it fucks you up so bad it does it, it really it really really does I'll, I'll never forget with Bertie's pregnancy I was I had my my dating scan at 12 weeks and four days or something like that and this was 12 weeks it was Friday and I woke up that morning and I was bleeding a lot and I went into this appointment Normally, I'm quite sort of. Uh, I'm quite resilient. I, I don't won't normally sort of cry. Like stone-hearted. Would you yeah, say? but you could say that, <laughs> Bex. You could say that. But I was in this waiting room, like uncontrollably sobbing, and that's not like me. No, oh, yeah, that's all. not like you. Not at all. And um yeah, when she told me that it was still alive, I just could not believe it. The amount of blood that had come out, I just was like what
0: and what was that blood then A subchloronic chalimla I don't know
1: it wasn't there and then it was and then you bled
0: throughout your pregnancy
1: didn't you no that was the last bleed oh that was the last one yeah okay 12 weeks but I bled from like seven weeks which must have just like how do you how do you flip and deal with that do you know people always say oh it's normal to have spotting in pregnancy and up until that point whenever I'd had spotting it was the start of a miscarriage so I was like what a load of fucking rubbish who are these people who have spotting in pregnancy um you know I can now say that I'm one of those people like it that was a successful pregnancy and not only did I have spotting I also had a massive bleed Mm. and who knows? It was all
0: fine. I had I had bleeding with Ruby. I had one bleed at ten weeks, know one bleed at nine weeks and one bleed at eleven weeks. And went to hospital for both. They were both bad mm. enough to go to hospital, and I can remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is awful. This is this is could this could be the end? It could be the end. This is this is horrendous." And then having a scan. So the first one, they were like, "Your cervix is closed." It's just one of those things. And then the second one was a lot heavier, and I had a scan. And they were like, yeah, it's all fine. Don't know what it was. Didn't have another bleed. Yeah, And then they, you just think, and then because the next baby was a mis miscarriage, I didn't have any pain or any bleeding. And you just end up thinking like, what? How can you exactly. possibly How And you
1: know, this is exactly why you control the controllables. Because if you try and second guess yourself and you try and make sense of symptoms and things like that, you're going to drive yourself absolutely fucking crazy
0: because mm. you can bleed and it can all be
1: fine yeah and you can not bleed and not have pain and exactly. it's not fine so go to bed early stay hydrated take the dog for a walk and have extra scans that's my advice guys yeah and I would,
0: I would back that up
1: Defo. and diet I think I think you can you can't Save a pregnancy that's going to miscarry from diet, but you can keep your energy levels up and prevent the nausea a little bit if you eat the right things. So, Mm. yeah, if you're listening to this and you're up the duff, congrats! Yeah, huge congratulations. All girls, yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: and join the pregnancy after loss group on Facebook because they're a lovely bunch of girls. Yes, um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's our folks. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah, who is that? What are you picking I pick don't her? know. <laughs> Just going ah, ah, to it uh, the pig? Here's a little pig. What does he do? Ah,
1: yeah, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, Anyway, I'm going for root canal treatment now. Enjoy your eat the oh, other half of my double-decker. Yeah, because
0: Laura texted me. Laura voice knows me this morning excitingly I've worked out how to speed up her voice on voice notes so they go much quicker and also she said that I was the opposite of the shit she had a shit sandwich today because she was working all morning and then she had a chat with me and then she had root canal yeah so she said I was the filling in her
1: shit sandwich yeah which I still can't work out if it's nice or not no I think it is, <laughs> it is nice a shit sandwich is when it's two bits of bread two good things so you say yeah. Bex. You're looking really lovely today, <laughs> but your hair's a bit wiry at the ends. Boobs look great though.
0: Yeah, which is right? exactly
1: what you have said to me. Yeah, yeah. Apart so, from the first bit, you didn't say you're looking lovely. You just said, oh, "Well, you are, mate." Oh, thanks. So that's a shit sandwich. But yeah, you know, I told you that it, you were you were the filling in my shit sandwich. And then yeah, I, which, which I made me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so reverse shit sandwich. That was on the second yeah. voice note. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Anyway, anyway that's yes. just a little taste into how we speak
0: to each other. Yeah. I've got to go for said route now. Now. Oh, I hope it goes well. I hope you don't dribble too much.
1: Thanks. I will. I will. But hey.
0: I look forward to your voice notes this afternoon. <laughs> I'm
1: going to sound like I'm pissed. Yeah. Anyway, good luck. Great chat. See you later. Sarah. Bye. Thank you so much
0: for listening to this week's episode of the podcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review
0: and we'll see you next week. And to find out more about our pathway to recovery, please visit our website.